This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping at second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Oh boy, all right, 2-1, the final score. Good evening, Royals lose. Royals lose a heartbreaker, ladies and gentlemen. And don't roll your eyes. I know they're a staggering 35 games below 500, but that was a heartbreaking loss. Well, either that was a heartbreaking loss or I'm losing all professionalism. However much I had to begin with, it, it's slowly starting to bleed out. I don't know how you watched or listened to that ninth inning, but as I sat up here in the press box and watched Scott Barlow give up that leadoff Single to Josh Naylor. I wasn't sweating it. I was still sitting up getting ready for a victorious postgame show. He strikes out Josh Bell with the slider. And okay, who are we going to get on? Who are the Royals going to get us live in the clubhouse? But then that eight-pitch walk to Andres Jimenez. Two on, one out, two pitches later. The local kid. Mr. Brennan rips one down the first baseline just out of the outstretched diving reach of Nick Prado. Two runs come in to score and a game in which the Royals had no business winning. No business whatsoever. They don't. They had no business winning it and they didn't win it. And yet it's still heartbreaking. At least it was for me, because as that ninth inning is transpiring, I'm sliding out of my chair onto the ground, darn near ending on the floor in the fetal position. Why nine games do I still allow this to hurt? I don't know. Actually, yes, I do. Let me give you the phone number first, because I want to hear from you. Maybe I'm alone in this one falling under the heartbreaking category 913-586-7610 is our phone number again that's the same number for our j southland tow service text line 913-586-7610 it's not very often that the other team gift wraps a run for you now edward olivares did the heavy lifting with that leadoff double in the eighth inning But after that, no one did their job. Okay, excuse me. Dyrone Blanco did his job. Dyrone Blanco picks up Drew Waters, who all the... And I don't say it like it's easy, but they're professionals. Okay? We got to hold them to a standard. I'm not going to treat them like babies and, oh, it's a difficult game. It is a difficult game. But they're the best of the best. Go execute. Man on second, nobody out. Drew Waters, you got to make contact, bud. Whether it's the bunts that you missed twice or it's the 2-2 offering, that splitter that you swung through. It's a very difficult game, no doubt. Trevor Steffen is a difficult big league pitcher to face. Okay, whatever. 
Got to make contact with the ball. Got to put the ball in play. Got to get that bunt down. I'm sorry. These are the things that you did in Tampa. You get that bunt down. You put the ball in play. In spots where you cannot strike out, far too often this season, the Royals have struck out. That was, to me, what was so impressive about that split in Tampa was the little things that winning teams do. The Royals were doing those things in Tampa. They had that focus. They executed. Tonight, not so much. Thankfully, Dyrone Blanco picks up Drew Waters. He steals third base. And then Nicky Lopez just dribbles one back to the pitcher. Now that uh, Dyrone Blanco should have been dead at the plate. And, and yet that, that Cleveland reliever, you know, j- just blacks out for a moment and throws it to the screen, giving the Royals the game. They lead one nothing going to the ninth, and then they give it right back. Scott Barlow takes the loss. You know, I'm, again, I'm not angry. I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken because, man, it, it, it was given to you. In a season in which you have only 22 wins. And ladies and gentlemen, we're 48 hours away from the midway point of the season. 48 hours away from being halfway through this March, through the summer. And the boys got 22 wins. Cleveland tried to give them 23, and they said thanks, but no thanks. We're better hosts than that. Not angry that they lost. I'm heartbroken that you refused that gift. I'm heartbroken that a beautiful night at the ballpark for nearly 16,000 of you was sullied by another L. I'm heartbroken that another Bobby Witt Jr. error sullies what should have been the best defensive night that we've seen all season from this Royals infield. I'm heartbroken that I've now been speaking for seven minutes and I haven't even mentioned that Brady Singer threw six innings of four-hit baseball. Maybe I'm the only one still allowing my heart to be ripped in half. Oh, phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Royals drop the opener of this three-game series in this six-game homestand to one, the final score. Let's start off right here in Kansas City. Shelby, you're hitting leadoff tonight. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Josh, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm heartbroken, but I'm great to hear from you. We're just in a car full of people heartbroken after that loss. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Did you guys at least have a good time at the game? Did you enjoy what was beautiful weather? It was a beautiful night. It was beautiful weather, and we're all coming home with a, you know, freebie halter top. There you go. There you go. I saw way too many bros. Uh, trying to be funny guys wearing those halter tops, um, but I mean, I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that you got one. Us too. Given the night, that was the best part of the evening. Well, Shelby, I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you very much for the phone call. Phone lines open for you nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Yeah, if you missed it, it was halter top nights at the K. 
And I didn't see many people wearing them as a halter top. It seemed like a lot of people thought they were basketball jerseys. Now, you got a few of the bros out there that were trying to be funny. Um, but I think a few of you bros thought it was a basketball jersey, and it's not. Again, it's a halter top. Let's go to John in Overland Park. John, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, good evening. Love the show as always, but the walks are just killing me. I mean, it just, you know, when you look at the walk leaders for teams, it's it's absurd. I mean, the, it's the execution stuff, but I told my wife, I said, I love the Royals win or lose, but I got to quit listening to them when I'm driving around. It is just brutal. Brutal. Yeah, the- Though the walks should have and could have, thanks for the phone call, bit the Royals a lot more than they ultimately did. Uh, Royals right now, seventh most walks in Major League Baseball as far as their pitching staff is concerned. Singer walked the leadoff man in the fourth and the sixth, but was able to uh, limit the damage and eliminate any sort of damage, of course, as Singer spins six innings of shutout baseball and picks up Bobby Witt Jr. who makes that, I don't know if it's a lackadaisical error, but it was very poor footwork. It looked to me like a guy that was relying on his athleticism rather than his fundamentals. Now, as I say that, again, Bobby's athleticism made some brilliant throws, fielded some difficult ground balls and turned them into outs because of that athleticism in the second, in the third. And I I, I hate to bring the name up, but Adalberto Mondesi would fall victim to this same thing where you're so immensely talented that sometimes your fundamentals vanish and you don't always pay for those lack of fundamentals. Not always. Sometimes you are so incredibly talented that you're able to overcome poor footwork. I make the Patrick Mahomes comparison often. Same with Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, other great quarterbacks that I've been fortunate enough to be around. They do a lot of things that you wouldn't teach. Throwing off the back foot, jumping while throwing. We've seen Favre and Mahomes and Rodgers do it all. Rodgers and Favre would ultimately pay when their fundamentals would vanish. Not always right away, but late in the fourth quarter, they'd make a big turnover or throw a big interception, and it would cost the team the game. Mahomes is a unicorn, right? There's no one like him. I've said this before, but I remember that 2019 season. Mahomes throwing it, you know, with his left hand and no-look stuff and rolling left and throwing right, doing everything you're taught not to do, and he never paid for it. And honestly, still really hasn't. So you go, you know what, okay, you're different. But the other 99.999% of athletes in the history of sports pay in the end when their fundamentals begin to vanish. Bobby paid for that in the sixth inning. Thankfully, Brady Singer was able to pick him up. End of the game, though. 
Singer does not factor in the decision. The loss goes to Scott Barlow. A 30-pitch ninth inning that sees two runs come in to score. Royals lead one to nothing going to the ninth. They ultimately fall by a final score of two to one. Again, phone lines are open. 913-586-7610. Let's go to Colton in Kansas City. Colton, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, uh, I think we... Uh, 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 Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep. Well, uh, that's good self-awareness, Colton. Appreciate it. Yep. I don't got it. I'm going to bail on this phone call. Colton, I appreciate that. Not, not, not enough people nowadays have that kind of self-awareness. Well, maybe you realized that before you get on the air, but I appreciate you uh, pulling the ripcord. Royals lose 2-1. to one. We're going to pull the ripcord on this opening segment right now. We get back to your phone calls and hear from Brady Singer after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Nicky hits a slow roller to the pitcher. Now they got a wild pitch past the catcher. Runner's going to try to score with the pitcher covering safe at the plate. And Lopez, who had rounded first widely, able to scramble back to first. Just the craziest thing you've seen in... Well, a while, right? This has been a crazy season, so I I don't want to get too ahead of myself. There was a lot of crazy moments in this game tonight. Did you guys see the Guardians catcher, Bo Naylor, when he nailed Nicky Lopez in the eighth inning? Naylor threw Nicky out at second trying to steal twice, but in the eighth, the pitches, you know, like almost towards the right-handed batter's box, right? So, so Nikki takes off of first base, catcher stands up, pitch goes wide to his left, and as he reaches out to glove it, he kind of does, well, he does do a, a 360 behind the dish and still throws a seed down to second to get Nikki. Just a, a very entertaining game, fast-paced game, and then just a messy, disappointing finish. Scoreless through seven, and then everything just went sideways. If you missed it, bottom of the eighth inning, Edward Olivares always ready to hit. First pitch, Hacken belts a double to left field. He's immediately pinch run for Dyrone Blanco comes in. He's the man at second base. Again, scoreless, bottom eight. Drew Waters squares to bunt four times, never makes contact. Uh, two of the four offerings find the strike zone. So uh, Drew Waters unable to get the bunt down. 2-2 two, two offering, and he swings through a splitter. Does not do his job. Thankfully, Dyron Blanco picks him up and steals third base on his own. 
Nikki Lopez must make contact. Drew Waters did not do his job. Got to put the ball in play, hit it to the right side, get that man to third base. Waters doesn't execute. Nikki cannot strike out. Cannot. One-two pitch. Nikki does not strike out. He makes contact, but it is very, very weak contact. Dribbles it back to the pitcher. Pitcher comes home. He has Dyron Blanco dead to rights. Throws it wild. Dyron Blanco is getting ready to get caught in a rundown. Sees the pitch, or rather, sees the throw home is wild. Instead of going back to third, he stops and then goes home and scores what should have been the game-winning run. Unfortunately, Scott Barlow in the ninth inning just did not have his good command. An eight-pitch walk with the man on first and one out moves the game-tying run into scoring position and puts the game-winning run on first base. They would both score two pitches later as the local kid, Will Brennan, rips one down the right field line just past the outstretched diving reach of Nick Prado and Cleveland wins 2-1. to one. Text line is open for you, 913-586-7610. How about this from the 913? Vern, I'm officially done with this team for the year. Tonight was completely unacceptable. Uh, Okay, but tonight's the night? Man. I I, I mean, whatever, fine. Fine. I, I just don't, oh, game 79, oh, no, no, nobody goes 35 games below 500 and still has my attention. What are you talking about? They've played so many uglier games, worse losses, uh, dumber baseball. I Again, Drew Waters didn't execute, no doubt. Scott Barlow didn't have his command. But but this is the game that's oh, I've had enough now. That doesn't make too much sense to me. Terry from Green Bay writes in memo to JJ Piccolo, please trade Scott Barlow. Yeah, I, I think that's the plan. The plan is to trade Aroldis Chapman. The plan is to hopefully trade Scott Barlow. And no, tonight does not uh, help his trade value. Um. But I don't think it's damaged as much as you on the text line want to make it out to be. Because if you think Scott Barlow's trade value is damaged tonight, well then what the heck's happened to a Roldis Chapman in his lesser than outings? Scott Barlow is still very much desirable. If you're a winning team, you can throw him in as your seventh inning guy or your your fireman, yes, please. And you get him for a whole other year. So cut it out. Uh, Scott Barlow still very valuable. From the 816, Vern, I'm sure I know the answer, but to confirm, why isn't Aroldis the closer and Barlow the eighth inning guy? My assumption is simple, trade value. Put Barlow on a pedestal as a younger closer. However, I've never been impressed with Barlow. What are your thoughts? I don't know how you haven't been impressed with Scott Barlow over the past half decade. The guy's playing for a perennial loser, and he takes the ball 
every time they call on him. Now, when was the last time you saw Barlow uh, you know, stink for three straight outings, back-to-back outings? When was the last time Barlow was unavailable because he was on the I.L.? Gabriel, I appreciate the text. Um, the reason why Barlow's the closer is because he's earned it. He's earned it with what he's done over the past half decade. He earned it with what he did last season. The reason why you bring Chapman in tonight in the eighth is he got a lefty in Quan and a switch hitter in Jose Ramirez and got the top of the lineup, right? You want your best against their best. That lined up there. Chapman taking on Quan, Rosario, and Ramirez and retiring them on just 13 pitches. Chapman was sent home last season by the New York Yankees. Just, you know, we don't want you. We don't want you. We don't need you. Get out of here. Chapman's been fantastic. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's been sensational. He's been the best reliever this team has. I'm not saying anything otherwise. But Scott Barlow's been the better closer over the past two years. Has nothing to do with trade value. Honestly, saves look better. So if you're worried about trade value, you'd actually put uh, Chapman as your closer. Appreciate it, Gabriel. Thanks for listening. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. Let's head up to the Northland. Talk with Ryan. You're on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals lose 2-1. to one. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, hey, a beautiful night. I listened to the whole game on the deck. It's nothing like the old way of listening on the radio and hearing Denny right. Matthews call part of the game at least. Um, kudos to both pitchers. Man. What a pitching pitching duel! Those guys were great. Um, I do kind of wonder how the Royals pitchers must feel going out there without Vinny and Salvi in the lineup. Um, another thing, I just I wanted the texture kind of took something I wanted to ask, but uh, uh, I I really think well. First of all, I'm in one bright light. I'm impressed by Mikael Garcia. I Heck think he's yeah. going to turn out to be a, a quite a player for us. No doubt. Um, the other thing is, I guess we'll just agree to disagree. I, I mean, the purpose of, is to win ball games. I know they're not going anywhere, but I do think Chapman's the. Uh, I don't care about the past two years. I think Chapman's the uh, the, the guy with it that brings confidence in the ninth. He's going to go out there, like you said, he put our best against their best in the eighth, and look what he does. He lights out. I mean, Spar- Barlow's good, but uh, I do think. Uh, with an arm like he has, Chapman ought to be the closer. But that's just my opinion. Thanks for taking my call. Enjoy your show. Talk yeah, to you I later. appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, look, I'm not going to say anything bad about a role as Chapman. Um, but if Chapman's the closer, is this game any different? Right, does Barlow give it up there in the top of the eighth going up against Quan Rosario and Ramirez? I don't know. Look, I, I don't debate. This loss is on Scott Barlow. No doubt. I'm not going to fight you on that. But we, 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 you guys have been, not all of you, and not necessarily just uh, directing this at you, Ryan, but I feel like 
Royals fans have done this with Barlow after every blown save, after every loss that he's suffered over the past half decade. And I think, you know, Barlow just has that royal stink all over him. Just like Merrifield did. Brad Keller does. Guys that have only known losing, and I mean real ugly, 2021, 2022, 2018, 2019. That's Keller, that's Merrifield, that's Mondesi, that's Barlow. They got that stink on them. I I get it. I understand, and, you know, um, know, maybe Barlow isn't all that flashy. I've never really felt as if Royals fans have truly embraced nor appreciated what Scott Barlow's done over the years. Always ready to replace him with someone. Well, I think you're going to get your wish coming up in the next five weeks as the trade deadline approaches. It'll be fun to watch Carlos Hernandez to see what he can do at the back end. That'll be, you know, interesting. I feel like... uh, the Joni Mitchell song. I feel like we'll all appreciate Scott Barlow more um, when he's gone. Phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. Way too many of you on the text line saying, oh, Matt Quatrero should have put Chapman back out there for the ninth inning. I don't know why I'm even uh, responding to this, but First of all, Chapman did his job, three up, three down, 13 pitches. Secondly, he's the most valuable trade chip you have right now. I understand you guys want to see a win. You, I wanted to see them win. I told you I melted off my chair as Barlow coughed it up in the ninth inning. I was heartbroken after this one. But they're 22 and 57. Trading Aroldis Chapman for prospects is more important than winning this game tonight. Keeping a role this Chapman healthy is more important than winning this game tonight. Not running him back out there for the second inning. You don't do that. Not with someone as valuable as Chapman is. And the only reason why he's valuable is because he won't be here in five weeks. So Rally Mantis and the rest of you, you've been following baseball way too long to still have stupid takes like that. Let's head inside the Royals clubhouse. Let's hear what Brady Singer had to say. Man, uh, again, I'm just feeling guilty that I've now been on the air for more than 30 minutes and I've mentioned Brady Singer like twice. Six innings, no runs, four hits, two walks, three punch outs. He has to pick up his defense again now. As I mentioned, the infield defense was sensational early on. Bobby in the second, Bobby in the third, Michael Garcia as as Ryan just said. Michael Garcia in the fourth inning gets a 100-mile-per-hour rocket. One hopper from Josh Bell hit right at him, knocks him on his can. But he doesn't panic. I mean, it was like he was playing catch out there. It, I don't know if I've seen, well, certainly not a 23-year-old, 
But Michael Garcia at third gets that hot shot at him, knocks him on his butt, and he just takes his time. He knows who the runner is. I got time for big old Josh Bell. Gets to his feet, sets his feet, makes a great throw to first base. Yeah, Michael Garcia. Uh, I know I've done this plenty in the past. I don't need to do it anymore, but man, was I wrong about you, buddy. I mistook your cool, calm, composed. You know, I always think of Mike Matheny who would talk about Carlos Beltran's ability to always remain level. That's what Beltran would always say. It's about remaining level, level. That's Michael Garcia, right? That, that's a steady heartbeat, a nice, slow, steady heartbeat. I mistook that steady heartbeat for a young man that would drift mentally. Wasn't sure he was always locked in, and I was dead wrong, dead wrong. So again, Mike Hell and your entire family, I was wrong. You are a sensational ball player. I can't wait to watch what this kid becomes. But yeah, Bobby makes an error in the sixth inning, sullying what was a tremendous night from the infield defense. Nicky Lopez, man, watching him turn two, watching that transfer. Again, there's just some things like when there's someone other than Nicky Lopez at second base, when they turn a double play, it is very noticeable that that's not Nicky Lopez. Right? When it's nah, I don't want to trash anybody. Like watching Dyrone Blanco in left field, that you know, and I enjoy that as opposed to other young men that we've seen in left field. It's very noticeable when it's Dyrone in left or Nikki at second. 913-586-7610. I'll make this point again, as I mentioned the Bobby error in the sixth inning. Brady Singer's ERA, even after these six innings of shutout baseball, his ERA is still uh, just under six. An ERA in 16 starts of 5.88. But if you dive deeper into the numbers, if you look at fielding independent pitching, FIP is what it's called, which is basically just your ERA if the defense behind you made all the routine plays, And you look at that and and what Singer's ERA should be, it's right around four. I'm not saying that Singer's been a lot better than his numbers would indicate, but he hasn't been as bad as his numbers would indicate. And I don't think the overall narrative around Brady Singer is correct. Well, you know, well, maybe I'm biased. You know me, I, I ride for Brady Singer. Love the... Love the heart, love the head, love the competitiveness. Let's head inside that clubhouse. Let's hear what Brady Singer had to say after six innings of shutout baseball. Here's Brady, courtesy of Bally Sports Kansas City. 
Um, you know, I feel like I had better command of everything. We'll shake either in the you know in the first or second inning with the sinker. Um, but I think the slider was really good today. Uh, helped me out a lot. I was able to kind of steer it around and you know throw it to some different spots as well with some different break on it too. Um, and I threw some pretty good changeups as well. Um, I feel like I was just kind of mixing back and forth and had a good game plan. How did you uh, gain command, better command of the sinker as the game went on? Um, I think just kind of where I was throwing it. You know, I feel like I was kind of starting off to play a little bit, and you know, I feel like I was kind of rushing down the mound um, a few times there. So just staying back, kind of gathering myself a little bit um, there throughout the outing. How big was it to really get out of some early inning trouble right there and mm-hmm. just keep going? Yeah, it was good. I mean, something that I've struggled with all season. You know, I feel like, you know, runners get on. I haven't been able to, you know, kind of get out of those jams. But, you know, I had some, had a few double plays tonight. The defense was really, really good tonight. They picked me up on a lot of, a lot of things. But, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing was kind of getting out of those jams. To get out of the sixth inning especially, um, have a couple guys on mm-hmm. the mound visit um, and to finish it off. Mm-hmm. How important was that for you? Yeah, I mean, that just kind of goes to, you know, what I was saying there, just make some, make some pitches and, you know, not let the inning um, get too big. We're in a, you know, really big part of the game there. Um, with runners on, you know, zero zero ball game. Um, so to get out of that was, you know, it was huge. You Great. said that uh, swing. You told me that you weren't going to come out of the game. You thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was Skipper. So I was like, what are we doing? No, no, no. So I was glad to see Sweeney out there. When the, when the pitch count gets up, like the, I think the first two innings, like mm-hmm. 41 pitches, is that in your head at all? Like I got to. Yeah, something that I've you know haven't been very good at either. You know, as a pitch count as well. So to be able to um, go out there and you know get some quick ground balls and um, you know get some balls in play and let the defense work was uh, you know helpful tonight as well. Brady Singer following a two-one loss at the hands of the Cleveland Guardians. Singer, no decision. The loss goes to Scott Barlow again. He's now. Two and four. Phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. Thanks to our sponsors. Over at Rawhide Harley Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas. And thanks to our other sponsors. Uh, Jay Southland Toe Service, the proud sponsor of my game notes. And my game notes following this, the 57th loss of the season here in game number 79. Royals for the first time all season lose despite leading after the eighth. They were 15-0. They now lead Major League Baseball with 29 blown lead losses. Let's go to Big T and Shawnee. Big T, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, Vern. So I heard you talking. um, You know, you're talking about, God, it was so heartbreaking. Yeah. And and you about fell to your knees and out of your chair. I was right along with you on my couch, Vern. And, you know, keep up that passion, Vern. And the reason you feel like this, even though we're uh, this late into the season with with the way they're playing ball and our record, is because it comes from your heart when you speak. And when you do that, it keeps people engaged. So I take my hat off to you to keep up the good work and keep bringing it, Vern. I love it. Burn. Um, so tonight, I, Brady said that was a hell of a pitching duel. I love pitching duels. I know a lot of people love all that offense and everything, which is great. But when you see a pitching duel like this and you're going, wow, they're going back and forth. It's like a chess match, and I just dig it. And it's a beautiful thing. And then all hell starts breaking loose. Uh, we had no business winning that game, but you, you, you hit the nail right on the head. It's putting the ball in play. That guy flopped the, 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 the throw. We went ahead one to nothing. I'm thinking, wait a minute. We, we, we got a chance to steal this game. And by the way, I want to back up a little bit. I love when Contrero put a, 
put a, a, a Blanco in to run for Olivera. He, mm-hmm. he put the, the pressure on Cleveland, and you knew he was going to steal that base, and he did. So I dig that, too. It was just one of those games. Um, 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 the defense sometimes, it, it does hurt us, but it, we're learning. We keep rolling with this. And, and Vern, at the end of the game, when, even when we still had a chance in the ninth, they made an error. Cleveland made errors. We still had a chance to win it. So that's why we felt heartbroken because we thought we were going to have this game because I knew Scotty Berlow. Oh, I just thought he would, would close it out. It just didn't happen. Maybe we'll get him tomorrow. And, Vern, how many people were there tonight with Holter Tom Knight? Do you know? 15,718. Woo! Love it, love it. Vern, keep up the great work. I love the heart and passion. Thank you, Vern. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, great pitching matchup. We just heard from Brady Singer. That was my first chance to watch Gavin Williams, uh, one of the top 10 prospects in Major League Baseball. Yeah, that 6'6", 250-pound monster with the big old fastball, uh, that kid doesn't turn 24 for another month. So, yeah, great. Cleveland has another that we're going to have to watch shove it up our tailpipes for the next half decade. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. Royals lose 2-1. to one. Let's go to Double J in Kansas City. Go ahead, buddy. Nice to hear from you. Fern, hey, great to hear from you, man. I uh, hope all is well. Uh, was at the game tonight. Great atmosphere. Uh, great game to watch. Great pitching uh, duo tonight. Brady Senior pitched his tail off tonight. I mean, full-hit baseball, that's not bad. And six scoreless, let's go. Tip your you got to tip your hat off to Brady tonight. Uh, just a disappointing uh, finish, though. I mean, up one nothing. I thought we were going to win too. Honestly, just it just sucks. Uh, I mean, just a, been a tough season all 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 year, and uh, I hope we trade uh, Scott Barlow, Chapman, Cairo Isbell, and maybe even Salvi. I I would hate to see it, but I mean, we just. Get some talent back for some of those guys and build this farm system back up, and hopefully we can compete in a couple of years. Uh, I mean, I love this. I love the Royals. I always will be a Royals fan, no matter what. Right. It, no, we we I assume mean, so. Double J. It's ten. It's almost uh, you know eleven o'clock on a Tuesday night, and yeah. you're dialed into the post game show, and that's why we love you, buddy. Thank you very much for the phone call. Royals lose two to one. They're back at it tomorrow. It's a six game homestand. You got two more with the Guardians, and then three against the Dodgers. Phone lines are open nine one three five eight six seven six ten. That's the phone number. It's also the text line number nine one three five eight six seven six ten. The text line is on fire right now. We'll grab a shield, grab a hose, and try to make our way through this fire after this. Firm's Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show. Here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. Royals lose 2-1, to one, dropping the opener to the Guardians. Game 2 comes your way tomorrow, 7-10 for the first pitch. I got the on-deck show beginning at 6 o'clock, live from Craft and Draft, giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Royals take on the Tigers on Bo Jackson bobblehead night. Uh, make sure you're listening tomorrow at 6 o'clock to win those tickets. Uh, Royals 
had an off day yesterday. Seemed to be in great spirits today, great attitudes inside the clubhouse. Royals lose 2-1. to one. They're now 0-10 in games following an off day. They've been outscored by 29 runs in those 10 games, including four shutout losses. After a day off in a 162-game march through the summer, what are you guys doing on your off days? Enjoying them too much or not enjoying them at all? It's one or the other. I have a feeling it's more of the latter, that you're not enjoying them, that you want to get right back to the ballpark, and that's reflective of young ballplayers, right? You, you, you can't <sighs> relax, drink it in. Enjoy being in the big leagues. No, you want to win. You want to compete. You want to turn this thing around, both with your personal numbers and, of course, with the record. The record is now 22-57. and 57. Let's go to Mike in Olathe. Mike, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I was out there for Olathe Youth Baseball Night. Nice. It was a beautiful night. Um my only question is, where was the no-doubles defense in the ninth inning? Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, don't, uh, I, I, I don't know how, how – I, I don't know how it could have um, gone any differently. Where, where would you have had the uh, right fielder positioned? No, I'm talking about uh, the corner. You can't let a ball go down the right field line. No-doubles defense, first yeah. and second. You got to be yeah. on that line. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I wasn't thinking that it, it was poor defense. I I'm no, not going to argue. Positioning. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing with you, Mike. It's a fair point. I I don't have your answer. That's yeah, that's my point. just a point. A late sure. youth baseball. That was a fun night. No doubt. No doubt. Job. Well, you guys do a great job as well. Appreciate all the uh, the coaches and the mentors out there. Mike, appreciate Thanks for the it. Thanks the line, Vern. Hi, buddy. Let's go to Dan and KCK. Dan, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Yeah, it was a great uh, game for Stinger, six innings. And, uh, yeah, Travis Stephon, the instructor, gave the, gave the rules. And uh, I, I thought, uh, yeah, no, every time Barlow comes in, uh, I think he's going to strike the side out. He's got good stuff. And uh, so it was a good uh, night for pitching. A good third rolls game. I went to Josh. was a night when Jim Colburn pitched a no-hitter against the Texas Rangers. So, anyway, let's go get him tomorrow. Take care of yourself, Josh. All right, shout out Jim Colburn. Let's go to the text line, 913-586-7610. Tony writes in, Vern, I, uh, I'm on the way home from yet another MLB leading come from ahead loss. My heart aches, as does yours. Yeah, that was a, uh, from the 816, Vern, why is Salvador Perez not hitting in that situation? Well, eight one six. I don't know what situation you're talking about. So I, I yeah, where I, I don't know. I mean, Salvi wasn't in the lineup tonight because of that fluid buildup behind his retina that's happened consistently over the past few years. So that's a pretty good reason. I can't see. So that's why Salvi wasn't in there. Um, but I, I I don't know exactly where you wanted him. You wanted him to hit instead of Michael Garcia. Garcia's your best hitter right now. 
From the 913, Vern, thanks, uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, not blah. He's saying nice things. Um, Vern, after that loss, I wasn't sure if I could handle more talk about the Royals, but your intro made me actually laugh with disappointment and love for this damn team. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I don't know how many of you care, but yeah, this is the year I think I've realized, yeah, I'm a Royals fan now as well. I've always rooted for them because I know you all so well and I want to see the Royals fans happy, but I, I think I've now been here long enough where, yeah, it's more than just my profession. I think I'm wrapped up in it now too. Yeah. I don't know if I'm bleeding blue like many of you, but I care way too much. I know that for a fact. Way too much for a professional. A guy that's supposed to remain somewhat impartial. I'm. Well, I started the show by saying that I'm losing my professionalism. I almost fell out of my chair in with, with grief as Barlow coughed that one up in the ninth inning. John in Mission writes in, Vern, this one hurts because you see parts of a winner. Singer, Carlos, Chapman, even though Chapman's going to be gone in a month. Vern, unfortunately, the offense couldn't put together the output to match, and too often it happens that way or vice versa. You can hit and you can't pitch. You can pitch and you can't hit. Let's get one tomorrow. Signed, John in Mission. Yep. Yeah, John, that's how it goes. That's how you end up 35 games below 500. From the 913, Vern, listening to you tonight versus listening to you in 2015 is making me depressed. Okay. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I was really bad at this in 2015. Like, I'm embarrassed of a lot of the products and a lot of the things that I said into this microphone. And I'm sure I'll feel that way about these shows in eight years from now. Jim and Leewood, Vern, as tough as tonight was, the last five games have begun to show some progress in competitiveness. No reason to stand pat, but uh, maybe a couple of pieces on the current roster that could serve as role players moving forward. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt as far as pieces currently here that can help moving forward. No argument there, Jim. The only thing I would push back on is I don't think competitiveness has ever been an issue for this team. It's been execution. That's what I was so impressed with in Tampa. In situations where you cannot strike out. Do anything but strike out. The Royals didn't strike out. Bobby put the ball in play. Prado put the ball in play. They executed. Daniel Lynch, while everything is on fire around him, was able to lock in and execute big pitches. I was so... What encouraged me most about Tampa was the execution of Bobby and Mike Hell, the execution of Prado and MJ Melendez and Austin Cox and Daniel Lynch and Carlos Hernandez. It wasn't that they had some sensational performances. They had good, good days, good nights, 
solid performances, but they just executed in spots where it was absolutely necessary. Right? What, we're, what, what John mentioned on his text, it's always something. Someone, you know, the pitching's good and the hitting wasn't. The hitting's good and the pitching isn't. That didn't happen in Tampa. Not that everybody was good, but when they needed to execute, they did. That's what excited me about Tampa, and that's what disappointed me about the eighth inning tonight. Right, Drew Waters unable to execute. Thankfully, Dyrone Blanco picked him up. 913-586-7610. That's the phone number. That's also the text line number. Let's go to Steven in Overland Park. Steven, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, Vern, uh, this is kind of proof that Barlow really shouldn't be the closer. We're, the reason we're losers is because you're you're giving him credit for what he's done. I don't really care what Barlow's done the last two seasons. I only care if we can win and evaluate him now. And that's the reason that's the reason we're losers because Geraldus Chapman had twelve pitches or thirteen pitches, and you. You might roll the dice, and we—I don't care. No, about that's this stupid, guy. Stephen. We've already talked about it. Thanks for the phone call. It'd be stupid to bring a Roldis Chapman back out for a second inning when you're 35 games below 500, and he's the most valuable trade chip that you have. You know that, Stephen. We all know that. To say anything otherwise is disingenuous or is reflective of an um, idiotic baseball fan. Scott in Phoenix writes in, Vern, this one should have been a win. I'm sick and tired of hearing about evaluation. Veterans like Barlow need to get hitters out when the pressure is on and not give away a game that was gift-wrapped for you just the inning before. Vern, for me, it's not so much about the record this season, but more about picking up these young hitters who did struggle tonight but came through in the eighth inning only to have Barlow blow it in the ninth. Signed, Scott in Phoenix. Yeah. The only guys that came through in the eighth inning, by the way, Olivares, Blanco. I guess you got to give Nicky credit. He made contact with the ball. He didn't strike out. But Olivares, Blanco, and Lopez are not the young hitters. They're not the unproven position players. They're not being evaluated. Not in the grand scheme of the evaluation season. 30-year-old Blanco, 27-year-old Olivares, 27-year-old Nicky Lopez. No. No, the, the, the young position players tonight, Nick Prado goes 0 for 3 with a pair of punch outs. Bobby Witt goes 0 for 4, some nice line drives to right field, but 0 for 4. MJ Melendez, 0 for 4. Michael Garcia wears an 0 for as well. Kyle Isbell, 0 for 3 in his return. And Drew Waters goes 0 for 3 as well. So you had the unproven position players in the lineup tonight. And outside of Drew Waters, uh, not a one of them came up in a big spot. Nah. Okay, Bobby, my bad. Bobby did in the third. Two on, two outs. Bobby had a chance there in the third. First pitch, hard hit, line drive to right field, finds the glove of the right fielder. Okay. So I guess Bobby had a chance tonight. Um, and, and sure, you know, you 
you got to score to win. Royals only scored one run. And, and now, to me, again, tonight's loss is on Barlow. I got no problem saying that. But to act as if, oh, duh, obviously Barlow blew it. That's what he does. Well, you haven't been paying attention. Or you just swoop in when things are going poorly uh, to pour your poison on the show. Back to the text line, 913-586-7610. Vern, this is from the 816. Everybody in Major League Baseball knows we have to trade Barlow and Chapman. Why would anyone give up a top prospect for a few months of an average to above average closer? Um... Well, yeah, I, I agree. Everybody knows that the Royals need to trade a role as Chapman. But how many teams are out of it right now? The Royals, the A's, the Nationals, uh, the Rockies. Okay, so four teams. I don't know. Any, anybody else that you, you you can definitively say is out of it? No. So that means... You got 26 teams bidding for Aroldis Chapman. It's got Barlow. That's why. Because everybody's in it because half the league makes the playoffs now. All right, that's going to do it for us. Royals lose 2-1. to one. Thanks to Colin Settle for the help back at the studio. Thanks to you for listening. I'll talk to you live from Craft and Draft tomorrow at 6. Take care. You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seven strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.